Hello everyone, welcome to Adoption Adventures. Hope you are all doing wonderful, hope your week is starting beautifully. Um, I'm also hoping that as I have recorded this episode ahead of time, that I'm releasing it in the right time, that means that your week is going well um, and that this sentence makes lots of sense. But you know what? It doesn't matter what day it's released, I still hope that your day is going well. Um, Now, I'm recording this ahead of time because I'm fully aware that um, I've got plenty and lots and plenty to do, which means I'm not going to have time to sit down and record. So I thought to myself, hey, Richard, why don't you just get ahead of the game? Why don't you think about this logically and, and, and do, do what you should be doing? So this is what I have done. Um, so I had a conversation, um, this was a couple of weeks back when I attended the um, adoption staff conference that I talked about. Um, and I had a conversation with the head of a um, voluntary agency who was in the process of putting on their own seminar. Um, and this conversation, it was really interesting. We had this chat and then since then, I think I've had a similar conversation with like three different people along the way. Um, so it's, um, it's, it's been really interesting. The, essentially, what this um, individual was saying was they were putting on this seminar. And what they wanted to do is they wanted to have a focus on dads. They wanted to have a, a focus on sort of dads and the role that they play. And um, what they were saying was within the world of adoption, um, the, the representation for for men and dads was actually quite low. Um, you know, I certainly know from pretty much all of the experiences that I have um, sort of working with various adoption agencies, vast majority of social workers, not all, the vast majority of the social workers that I've worked with are female. Um, very rare do you get um, men on um, sort of information events or talks and things like that. Again, not, not um, sort of non-existent, but not there as often and as frequently. Um, and I then sort of had this conversation. We talked about sort of people that I had spoken to, people that were sort of people that I would recommend and suggest. Um, and we identified that a lot of the people that we have worked with or sort of would recommend to um, sort of attend seminars or do talks, actually they were dads, they were representatives of dads, but they were um, also representatives from the LGBTQ plus community. And again, not that there's anything sort of, no issues here, of course, there weren't many representatives from the heterosexual um, community of dads. Um, And again, like I say, not an issue there. You're still getting the perspective of a dad. Of course you are. But it's it's sort of limiting um, how people can 
relate to that story and it's limiting where people can sort of see those connections. I was then um, delivering a training and at the end of the training session, one of the um, prospective adopters come up to me and spoke to me and said, you know, it's, it's been actually really, really comforting to have you here speaking to us because we went through a similar training through, um, I believe it was a voluntary agency, a different one to the one I'm talking about. Um, and he said, you know, actually there was no male representatives. He said, and I felt really out of it. I didn't feel connected to what was being said. And I didn't feel like the training was actually directed at me. So it was really interesting. I had not given it any thought. I hadn't thought about what that would feel like. Um, you know, when we went through the training, it was a um, it was a heterosexual mum doing the talk. Her partner came and gave us sort of like a, an afternoon talk as well. Um, and uh, I, I don't think at that point I was sort of sitting and going, "Oh yes, but what about the dad's perspective?" Interestingly, though and this this was an observation we did sort of look and at that point say oh i would like to hear from someone in a same-sex relationship because i'd like to hear some of the pitfalls or difficulties that they may have faced so i want to get the same experience but just ask a couple more on topic and on brand questions here um but it did make me think and it did make me wonder as to why dads aren't coming forward to sort of deliver that training to be those ones that are doing the talks. Within uh, the agency that I work with um, semi-regularly, there are, I believe, six of us um, that are partner trainers. And I believe that there are two of us that are male. Both of us are um, from the LGBTQ community. So, as far as I'm aware on that training, there aren't trainers who identify as straight male um, people on those trainings. So again, it's not a deal breaker. Of course it's not. But it was interesting to me. And I've had um, an email from someone a, a while back, um, a guy called Matt, if you are listening. Hey, Matt. Um, who said that actually stumbling across this podcast found that he was hearing from a dad hearing a dad's perspective and that a lot of what he'd read and seen and been a part of he had felt that it was largely aimed at mums um and i think it it did sort of um it did highlight that for me it did sort of demonstrate to me that there was a gap there um I, I, like I said, I wasn't feeling that gap when we went through the process. I wasn't feeling like we had sort of things missing. Um, but there are people that are feeling that, um, which I found really, really interesting. And it then sort of begs the question of well, what do we do to overcome that? Now, I know that within my um, local authority, there is a group... Um, a support group set up and it's um, just for dads. And certainly before lockdown, 
don't know post lockdown. Um, certainly before lockdown, the group was actually really well attended, really positive group. Um, the social workers always used to joke that it was very well attended because because <laughs> they organised bacon sandwiches. Um, but um, I thought that that was a really nice idea um, and a really sort of positive approach. And I guess as well, it, it then delves into the topic. Um, and, and I know that if dad were here right now, he would he'd be watching me like a hawk and making sure I don't say something offensive. If I do stumble into offensive territory, please understand that's not, that's not where I'm aiming. Um, but I think that it sort of stumbles into the territory of um, gender norms and um, gender identities and what we expect from a gender. Um, we, I was on a, a group chat last night, um, which timeline-wise for you doesn't add up, um, but for me it was last night and we were talking um, about different sort of challenges that might be faced and difficulties and one particular um, adopter spoke about how he took his child to um, a swim group and he was the only dad in that group and he felt really uncomfortable and he felt like he had to really work hard to overcome that barrier for himself and make sure he felt comfortable and he felt normal. Um, another dad talked about when he um, became a dad and he had, um, I think it was less than six month old and they went to baby yoga. And again, he was the only um, dad in the group. And again, he found himself feeling the need to um, excuse away why he was there. Um, and then found himself going, actually, no, no, that's not okay. I'm, I'm going to be me and I'm going to attend this group and I am this child's parent and I need to have faith in that and confidence in that. Um, obviously, I can't speak for, for these two, two guys and these two experiences. I don't know how the others in that group felt. I have no idea whatsoever. Um, it may be that the girls in the group were kind of looking going, yeah, this is nice. I have no issue with this. And they may kind of be quite surprised to hear that these guys each felt uncomfortable. But there's also a possibility that some of some of the members of the group may have looked on and gone, well, that's a bit different. And maybe just that question alone is, is enough to make somebody feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, I know that I felt it the first few times that I took Little Do to school and walked onto the playground. In, in that particular school, um, I think I was only one of two regular dads to drop off their children at the school. It was the, the, the rest were females dropping their the children off. Um, and I, I, I do remember that I felt uncomfortable. I felt that people didn't quite know where I fit and didn't quite, quite know sort of whether to approach me or whether to not. Um, 
there definitely felt like there was just the tiniest bit of standoffishness to begin with um, until people started to, you know, you, you break into a conversation and you, you finally break some of those barriers. And before you know it, you're talking to everyone. Um, again, that could have been all me. That could have been me making all of those things up and going, oh, I'm, I'm uncomfortable because I stand out here. <sighs> Do you know what? I don't actually think people care as much as we think that they do. Um, but it, it is food for thought. Um, and yeah, I think, I think it, like I said, it made me reflect that there should be more dads that are engaging in it, engaging in conversation and speaking at different events. Um, I, I think that there is a, a bigger responsibility here to get the voice of dads to be heard. Um, just to make sure that all dads feel welcome in the community as well. Um, and and I don't know. I don't know if, if, if you're listening and you think, oh, maybe, actually, maybe you don't agree or you know what, I think it's actually quite evenly balanced at the moment, don't see the problem. Maybe, maybe you're listening and going, yeah, do you know what, I agree. It, it was largely aimed in, in one direction. Um, it would be good if there was a, a, a sort of a dynamics switch here. Um, if that's the case, I, I kind of feel like I would like to recommend that the dads out there step forward. Um, they step forward and put their names forward to adoption agencies, whether it be to start up a support group just for dads or whether it's to agree to go to some information events, whether it's if you've got the time and availability to deliver any training or anything like that. I just think it would be beneficial. Um, I know from our perspective, dad doesn't want to do those things. He doesn't, he doesn't feel comfortable going to those talks. Um, he, he wouldn't feel comfortable presenting um, at, at these events and things like that. Um, and I understand it is not for everyone. Of course, it's not for everyone. Um, not everyone loves the sound of their own voice so much that they launch a podcast. Um, but I think there is, um, there is a real need for it. There is a real need to get that voice heard um, and to get adopters to come forward and to share their stories with others. Um, if you are someone who... Um, identifies and I'm, I'm going to be sort of <laughs> going to be really, really doing loads of labels here. And I've, I've got reasons and, and justification sort of. Um, so if you are someone who identifies as um, a heterosexual male who would be interested in speaking at a seminar about being a dad, please do get in touch with me and I can put you in touch with this um, agency that are looking for people. 
Um, I don't know if it will work, but certainly worth a shot, right? Um, I say I'm going to put those sort of things in place because I was talking to uh, the head of this agency and said, help, you know, I would be more than happy to speak. And she said, that's wonderful, but I've already got a dad from a same-sex relationship and I've got a person in this situation, a person in that situation. I would really like to hear from a dad in a heterosexual relationship so as we are covering all bases and we are covering as much like we are as diverse as we possibly can be um so i totally agree with what she's saying there and the approach that they are having to to that so if you are someone who thinks do you know what i might actually like to share my story and share my journey and and help other dads along their sort of path then you know, do get in touch with me. Um, drop us an email, adoptionadventures123 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, I'd love to sort of get you involved and see how we can help um, sort of connect that. Um, and if you can't speak at the seminar, perhaps you'd even like to be a guest on the show um, and talk about your experiences and to, to tell tell the audience how you have felt going through the process and maybe even challenge me challenge these things that i'm saying and go no do you know what richard you're full of nonsense that is not how i felt at all um because of x y and z do you know what if i'm wrong i love it when i'm wrong i love being told that i'm wrong by people that know better absolutely love those moments so please feel free to step forward and and share um like i say whole approach for tonight's tonight's episode i think i'm probably releasing this at about three o'clock um but right now for me it's 11 o'clock at night um, so the whole point of tonight or today's episode was to just talk about those conversations that i've been having recently and to to share those experiences and, and sort of see what what your thoughts were on it um like I say, you, you might be kind of looking going, no, don't agree. It might be something that's touching a nerve. Um, maybe you are a listener of this podcast because it's a guy talking about his experiences. I don't know. I, I don't know. But I, I do know that that is certainly what one listener has, has said to me. Um, so maybe maybe there needs to be other voices you know um and i'd love to hear them you know the listeners would love to hear it as well you know and i know that you love listening to the sound of my voice also fully aware that you love it when it's broken down and it's somebody else's too uh, so yeah please get in touch um if either of those things sound of interest um and we can take it from there um yeah cool okay well as always thank you so much for listening um looking forward to speaking to you again next week and we'll see if that's recorded in real time <laughs> or ahead of time who knows who knows um time time will be a a teller on that one i'm uh, i'm delivering training next week 
which means that it's this week. <laughs> so, um, so usually when I come away from those trainings, I usually come away with uh, with some really interesting um, stories, topics, and conversations. So hopefully there'll be some fantastic topics to discuss there. Um, until then, here is me signing off and wishing you all the very best for the week ahead. Um, and uh, yeah, I will catch up with you soon.